Zelensky. Who is this Holy Spirit? Do we have the, the next slide? Let's see if we've got this right. Nope, we missed it. How, somehow, it's supposed to say the Holy Spirit, who is he, our friend. And Pastor Ralph helped me with this, so I'm looking towards him. <laughs> Holy Spirit, our friend. If you missed last Sunday, I really want to encourage you uh, to listen to that lesson uh, through the the website, you can even uh, ask our team back there to make a CD copy for you if you would like. Sign up for that. It will give you a foundation of where I'm going today. Um, but the Holy Spirit, I want to change your mindset because there's so many misconceptions about who he is. And there's so many stereotypes about who he is. And there are a lot of things that people are reluctant to open their lives and heart um, up to the Holy Spirit because they think he's a scary spirit. Or, as I said last week, a weird spirit, a wacky spirit, or even a hokey spirit. And he's none of those things. And, and yet the enemy would like nothing better than to put that out there and keep us from operating uh, in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, your friend, really knows who you are. He knows the good, he knows the bad, and he knows the ugly. And yet, he is bound to you because he likes you so much. The Holy Spirit, your friend, is on your side. He's here to share your experiences with you, even when your experiences are unpleasant. The Holy Spirit, your friend, doesn't care what you look like, doesn't care if you're boring, doesn't care if you're tired, doesn't care if you're broken, because he's your friend. The Holy Spirit, your friend, tells you if you're being stupid, but never, ever makes you feel stupid. The Holy Spirit, your friend, looks forward to seeing you and spending time with you. And he wants you to start looking forward to seeing him and spending time with him as a friend. The Holy Spirit, your friend, is someone that when times are hard, stands beside you and you can hear him whispering in your ear, let's do this hard part together. What's awesome is that when things are going really well, he also whispers in your ear and says, let's do this good part together. He wants to be your friend. He's someone who is near to your heart. He doesn't just speak loving things to you. He actually expresses his love through his actions. That's what a true friend does. Not just word service. He actually acts on your behalf. The slide that's supposed to be up now is John 15, 26 through 27. Yay! <laughs> It says, when the friend I plan to send you from the Father comes, he will confirm everything about me. This is Jesus speaking here. 
Jesus is saying, the Father and I are going to send you a friend. And I want you to know that that friend is going to confirm to you, I am who I say I am. You can believe what the Holy Spirit tells you because he's coming from the Father and he's coming from Jesus. And this morning, again, I want to help you to get rid of any misconceptions, get rid of stereotypes, and get rid of any reluctance you might have towards the Holy Spirit at simply being your friend. Last week, I talked about the Holy Spirit. I'm going to repeat, this is not weird. He's not wacky, and he's not hokey. And we discovered that the Holy Spirit is very sensitive he can be grieved when we misrepresent who he is. He can be grieved when we misrepresent who Jesus Christ is and the Father. Which is really cool because that means he's sensitive towards you. He's not unnatural. He's supernatural. He's wonderful. He's kind. And he wants to be your forever friend. And there's nothing in God's word that describes him as being anything but wonderful and kind and gentle and good. Powerful. <laughs> Powerful. But he's not something that we should fear. He's actually somebody who wants to open our, he wants us to open up our lives to him. The Holy Spirit it's here right now. He's in this room. He's all around us. The Holy Spirit is with us this morning. And if he isn't already, he wants to be inside of you. And if he has been living inside of you, he wants to go even deeper into your life, into a more complex friendship than you've ever had before. He wants to be released in you in a brand new way. So let's go ahead and stand, and we're going to bless this word, and I'm going to do some teaching this morning about the Holy Spirit being your friend, my friend, our friend. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are present that you have a will and you have a purpose for each and every one of us. And I ask that you take my words and you bring an anointing to them and take me to a new level that I've never gone to before so I can explain who you are to this wonderful group of people. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go ahead and greet each other for just a few minutes. This morning, I want to talk to you about four amazing benefits that your friend, the Holy Spirit, wants to bring into your life. Uh, first of all, I want to ask a question. If you were here last week, how many of you had never thought of the Holy Spirit being your friend before? Could you raise your hands for me? Thank you. I, I think it's a kind of a new idea for some people, and it, it changes the way that you think about the Holy Spirit. I don't want to make him appear smaller, but I do want your access to him to be greater. 
The very first benefit of being friends with the Holy Spirit is that he gives us gifts. And I'm not going to go into a real deep teaching this morning on what all the gifts are. But I do want to say that the early New Testament believers who threw the door open to the Holy Spirit turned the world upside down for Jesus because of the Holy Spirit that was, in, was within them. Thousands of people came into the kingdom of God. Miracles happened, and lives were transformed everywhere that these people went. And then it was because of the Holy Spirit, their friend that was within them. Here's a short list of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This is not exhaustive. There's a whole lot more. But supernatural wisdom, supernatural knowledge, great faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, other tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Now what's interesting is that in God's word, it says that it's the Holy Spirit that distributes the gifts. And it also says... It's the Holy Spirit who decides who gets what gift. So he has a pretty important role in our lives. And I want you to think about something as I'm talking about the gifts operating in the church, operating in the kingdom of God, operating in our lives. Instead of focusing on maybe some person you have seen who has misused a spiritual gift or abused a spiritual gift or maybe it was just immature in the way that they handled a gift given to them by God. I want you to think about how Jesus operated in the gifts. Because he's our ultimate example, right? He walked in supernatural wisdom. He walked in supernatural knowledge. He walked in great faith. He walked in the gift of healing. He walked in the gift of miracles. And I believe that he could interpret any tongue that was spoken. I believe he could go into any culture, and he knew exactly what those people were talking about. That's supernatural. The Holy Spirit in Jesus was why he operated so powerfully in all the gifts. And I, again, I want to remind you that Jesus did not start his ministry until the Holy Spirit came upon him. He emptied himself of everything that was God when he came to earth as a human being just like you and I. But when he was water baptized and the Holy Spirit came upon him, from that day forward, the Spirit of the living God drove him to do miracles and healings and operate in the gifts. When you think about Jesus, do you think, well, he was really weird or he was really strange? Or can you get a picture of what Jesus was like? You think of him being full of love and unlimited power. He wasn't weak. He was meek and humble, but he was not a weak man. That power in him was the Holy Spirit. And the same Holy Spirit that operated in Jesus wants to operate in you. And that Holy Spirit wants to be your friend. Now, I'm going to pause here and do a little teaching within a teaching, and I, I think this is the only one I'm going to do this on. The reason I'm touching on this benefit of gifts, of the Holy Spirit bringing them into our lives first, 
is because it seems like an awful lot of people in the church world, that's where their focus is, is on the gifts. 1 Corinthians says that the gifts were given to each of us so that we could help others and build others up. We could build people up. The Holy Spirit, our friend, gives us gifts to encourage people in their faith in Jesus Christ. See, gifts aren't about you. They aren't about you. You're the vessel, but it's about the people that you're surrounded with, and it's about Jesus Christ. In fact, there's only one gift that was given to us that's a very personal gift, and I'm going to leave that for a whole other teaching. I'm not even going to talk about it today. God's Word talks about signs and wonders confirming that Jesus was who he said he was. Jesus himself used the gifts as a sign, as a platform for something bigger and greater. In John 10.38, it's not going to be up on the board, but Jesus says this, even if you don't believe my words, at least believe the miracles that I do, that I am from the Father, and he is in me. So can you see that the gift of healing and miracles pointed to something beyond the sign? We have a lot of exit signs in this building. You don't stop at the exit sign and just camp there. The exit sign is pointing you to an ultimate destination. A healthy church should have signs and wonders happening in it. I believe in miracles. I believe in healing. I believe in the prophetic. I believe in it all. I would like to see more of it. Sometimes I pray for people and they're healed. Sometimes I pray for people and they are not. I don't get to decide that. The Holy Spirit and Jesus get to decide that. I'm just being obedient. But if we as a church focus just on the signs, we're just focusing on that exit sign out there, then we miss the giver of the signs. Miracles, healing, prophecy, wisdom, knowledge, faith, spiritual discernment, tongues and interpretation, all should be pointing not just somewhere, but to someone. And who is that someone that the Holy Spirit's always talking about? And that is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit... Our friend wants to give you gifts that build people up and point them to Jesus. Ha, huh, that's good. <laughs> okay, let's go to the second benefit of being friends with the Holy Spirit, and that is power. Acts 1.8 says, you shall receive power when the what? Holy Spirit has come upon you. Are you struggling to live life? You know, Pastor Tony touched on it this morning. Are you struggling just simply to be a follower of Jesus Christ? Are you experiencing all kinds of failure? Is it possible that you're trying to live your life on your own strength. 
God's word says that when you are weak, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. When you're weak, quit beating yourself up over that. Because that's an opportunity, Jesus says, for me to be strong in you. Will you let him handle things? Let him be the power. Have you given your heart to Jesus and yet your life is still full of defeat and ineffectiveness? Is the only thing you are looking forward to is that someday you get to go to heaven? I have to tell you, there are some people that live like that, and that's a really awful way to live. I'm talking about your everyday days feeling empty and without purpose, never having joy or any kind of victory, not necessarily on the outside, but you need a change on the inside. A change in who you think God is, and a change in understanding who God says you are. Wouldn't it be wonderful if there was a source of power that would make victorious living and victorious thinking possible, no matter what your circumstances were like? The Holy Spirit, your friend, will bring that supernatural power into your life. He's that kind of friend. The third benefit of being friends with the Holy Spirit is fruit. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Now, those of you who have worked in education for any length of time, are you worked out in the world on your, your job, which I won't say secular because I don't think there is any secular job. I think it's all a missionary field. There may be many things that you cannot do openly in your classroom or on your job concerning your faith. But no one will ever pass a law that keeps you from being patient and kind and gentle and excellent at self-control. No one will ever pass that law. And when you feel weak in those areas, simply take a little break. I used to, in, in Kellogg, I was the in-school instructor, which meant the kids that couldn't be handled in the classroom were sent to my classroom. And every once in a while, I would have to take a little break. And I'd go, and I'd calmly stand in the doorway of my classroom, keeping eyes here and there. And I would look like I was looking for somebody down the hall. They didn't know that what I was looking for was Holy Spirit. <laughs> Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. I need for us to do this together. I'd catch my breath, the Holy Spirit would calm me, and you know he always gave me wisdom and knowledge about a student who is way too complicated for me to understand. All of a sudden I would know, oh, that child had something happen at home this morning. They're not mad at me, they're not mad at the school, they're mad at life. And instead of pushing them away, I'd pull their desk right up close to me. 
and we just begin to have a little conversation about, okay, now I'm going to talk to you in this tone. I want you to talk to me in this tone back. It was amazing what the Holy Spirit could do. Now, as a pastor, I am often asked, you know, Susie, what's the secret of being a person of greater peace or patience or gentleness or kindness? And I'm, I'm tell them, just like I'm telling you this morning, it is no secret. It's not a secret. All of those qualities and more are the natural byproduct of being in a friendship with the Holy Spirit. It's what Paul means when he says in God's word that we walk in the Spirit. We don't just have peace. We walk in peace. With the Holy Spirit as your friend, he will help you create an atmosphere of peace when you walk into a room. And its residue stays there long after you've gone. I, when I was training the prayer team here at Legacy Church, I had seen in the past people being immature in their uh, a way that they handled somebody who had a spiritual battle going on inside of them or a spiritual storm. And they thought they had to get really loud when they were praying for somebody. They had to get really aggressive in praying for somebody. Um, and what I realized was, you know what, those are, I, I want to be careful here. If, if you don't know for sure where you're coming from and know that the Spirit's telling you to do that, you can actually be aggravating that Spirit because it likes agitation and it likes loud and it likes aggressive behavior. But you know what Jesus did when there was a storm? <laughs> The Prince of Peace was violent. He said, peace. So when you're praying for somebody and they're in a spiritual battle, there's nothing more powerful that you can do than to bring the Prince of Peace. Be, be still. Just because you're louder doesn't mean you have more authority. The Holy Spirit as your friend will bring supernatural fruit into your life. And then finally, your friend, the Holy Spirit, wants to bring us the fourth, and I think is the most important benefit of his friendship, and that is love. Because God's word says you can have all the gifts, but if you don't have love, your gifts are nothing. That's what it says. So love to me is the most important benefit of being in a friendship with the Holy Spirit. Romans 5.5 5 says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by who? Is it up there? And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the who? Holy Spirit. God has given us the Holy Spirit, which puts love into our hearts. According to God's word, the Holy Spirit makes it possible for us to walk in the love of God towards other people. People who are really hard to love. People who make us tense when they walk in a room. People 
who say and do hurtful things. Uh, okay, I don't like this conversation that's going on in my head. As I'm saying that, certain people are it, it, like God go, and, and love them, Susie. Do you see their face? And love them. People who are different than we are. People who believe differently. People who live differently. Even people who have betrayed you. Perhaps the reason that we struggle and fail to walk in love is that we have not opened our hearts to the Holy Spirit because he holds the role of pouring out God's love within us. I have not fully obtained this love. I don't always walk in this kind of love. My friend, the Holy Spirit, fills me up, and then I leak so I need a constant friendship with him, saying, Holy Spirit, let's do this together. My friend, the Holy Spirit is the only one that can produce this kind of love in my life and in your life. My desire, and I believe the desire of the Holy Spirit, is that all of the benefits that I just taught are in your life. He wants to give you, this is God's word, Supernatural gifts, supernatural power, supernatural fruit, and especially supernatural love. Will you be his friend? So we're going to take, put up the last slide. Um, I don't know if you've ever done this before, but wherever you sing a, see a blank, we're going to read this, and we're going to put Jesus' name in there, okay? So read this with me. Jesus is patient and kind. Jesus is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Jesus did not demand his own way. Jesus is not irritable, and Jesus keeps no record of being wronged. Jesus does not rejoice about injustice, rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Jesus never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. So now, here's the test. We're going to do this again, and we're going to see, okay, do I think I need the Holy Spirit in my life? Because what I want you to do is we're going to read it again. And I know some of you won't be very brave, so it's okay. But I want you to now, as we say this out loud, you're going to put your name in there. You ready? <laughs> okay. Susie is patient and kind. Susie is not jealous or boastful or proud. Susie is not. <laughs> Susie never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Now, can you say that without having a weird look on your face or with all confidence, honestly? The Holy Spirit wants to be your friend. 
And he wants us to be able to get to this place. Some of it will come in stages. Some of it, oh, God, how will I ever not happen until I leave this earth, honestly. I'm like, oh, God, how will I ever get there? But you will have moments of brilliance in your life because of the Holy Spirit. You will have supernatural brilliance in your life because of the Holy Spirit. Let's go ahead and stand. Lori, would you come? It's only through a friendship with the Holy Spirit that you can walk in the gifts. It's only through a friendship with the Holy Spirit that you can walk in the gifts and use them with love. It's only through a friendship with the Holy Spirit that you can walk in God's power. You can walk in the fruit and you can walk in God's love. I don't know about you, but when it comes to the Holy Spirit, I am all in to this friendship. I want a deeper friendship with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is asking you this morning, do you want to be my friend? It's not a one-sided thing. He comes with so many benefits. And he enjoys spending time with you. And you saying, okay, Holy Spirit, we're going to do this together. I'd like for the prayer team to go ahead and come up. And if you have a physical need, a financial need, a spiritual need, emotional need, I don't care what it is. These people would love to pray for you and ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life in a brand new way and release power into your life. As we sing the song, if you would like to come forward and have prayer, that'd be wonderful. If you're not quite sure about this, don't worry, because I'm going to pray a prayer, and we're all going to pray it together after we sing this song a little bit. Go ahead, Lord. Holy Spirit, Hover over me, Holy Spirit, come and meet my need. Come and meet my need. We're going to allow the prayer team to stay up here. And if anybody else would like to come forward to a prayer, please don't hesitate.
But the rest of us, if you would just put out one hand and everybody repeat after me. Holy Spirit, I want a friendship with you. Come into my life. I'm asking for gifts. But you get to decide what they are. I'm asking for power to have victorious thinking. I'm asking for fruit, love, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, meekness, faithfulness, self-control. Only you, Holy Spirit, can bring these in my life. Let's do this together. Amen. Amen. You may be.